This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Healthy Mind and Body. We'll be answering your listener questions, including one listener who wants to boost her coworker's confidence and another listener who is struggling with her diet. Then we're talking about what's in the news. A Philadelphia sports mascot became the standout star of the 2020 election. And McDonald's is adding plant-based items to their menu. But first, Angela, what has been going on in your week? Well, we're recording this uh, podcast a little earlier than it's coming out. By a month. uh, By a full month. By a month. And I realized, though, we never talked about the election and the outcome and everything and uh, very excited that, you know, barring a coup between now and January, we will have a new president. Yeah, it's uh, it's like old news by the time you're listening to this podcast, but who knows what drama will happen in the next month. Hopefully none. Because I mean, there will definitely be some. Some, but- some stupidity happening, but... Thank God. What a special day. What a special day that was. You were one of the first people I texted. I was like, uh, did you did you hear the cheering? Did you hear the cheering? I was just in my apartment all the way in the office, which is deep in my apartment. No windows anywhere. It's where I record the podcast. And I was just reading. And I heard some noise outside, like yelling and cheering. And I was like, what is going on outside? I had the windows open, but pretty far away. And I... And I and I I hear cheering, and I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I immediately go run to the bedroom, turn on the news. Then I, like, I'm texting my friends that are in the park, and they're like, everyone in the park's going, like, ape shit. Like, they're cheering. They're dancing. And so I, like, I watched the news for a little bit. I, first, I ran to my rooftop and, like, took some video on my rooftop of, like, everyone was just cheering. And then I was like, I'm going to the park. And, um... And I, I ran to the park and everyone was, everyone was, there was like a, like thousands of people. Like I, I stayed a little far back because being pregnant, I like was like, I need to yeah. socially distance, but it was like a fun dance party. And yeah. it was like one of the most fun days I've had in pretty much the whole year. Yeah. I think that was true for every, I, New York city just needed that day. I mean the country, the world, but like, just like the celebration of that day specifically, like, first of all, of course it happened on a Saturday when it was 72 degrees and sunny. So like, it was just like the, the sky opened. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I was so, I was glued to my phone reading news and being depressed and feeling terrible that whole week. So it was so cool to receive the news by just hearing cheering outside of my window it was so much more pleasant than watching the news or looking at my phone. Um, and I just, yeah, I couldn't wait to get outside and like. It was fun to text friends. It was fun to get outside yeah. and just be around people that were also celebrating. And it also made me really appreciate that I live in New York City and I live in Brooklyn because I know people that live in other places, they're like, I don't know. It was just like more low key. I think there was like some joke 
Oh, maybe it was like Chrissy Teigen. I love Chrissy Teigen where she was like, there's no cheering over here in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Yeah. Wish I was in a place where people were like dancing in the streets, but like Beverly Hills, that was not happening. Right. Um, Well, yeah. My group texts, like half of uh, the people were with their families on Long Island and they were like, yeah, it's not like that here. (laughs) It's silent. Yeah. I was like, "Mm, I'm not surprised. Um, But yeah, it was good to be where we were uh and be among like-minded people but um yeah it was like a day of up and up and down for you right well election night which i don't know what was it how many days was it before the, the the results were on saturday but election night was tuesday and that night my dad got rushed to the er because he was having complications from his surgery he's actually still in the er Two weeks later, but he's oh my supposed god, to come, he's supposed to come home tomorrow. He's had a million ups and downs, and it's just been a roller coaster. And that's why I don't even know if I can like give too many updates on the podcast because by the time the episodes air, like it's literally things change at a two-hour clip. So, hard, but he's okay now. But it was a stressful fucking night because I, I mean, everybody across, I saw on Twitter, people were like. When people were waiting for the election results, mm-hmm. people were like, "This is America is waiting for a biopsy result right now. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm kind of like literally and metaphorically right. <laughs> doing that. Um, oh so, God. yeah, the stress was high. Um, I like had a breakdown that night because I didn't think that things were going well with the election and like my dad and I just like even if Biden won I saw how many people voted for Trump and I was just like this world is cruel and unfair and I was just like not in a good place but but things are better now Saturday all the more glorious and then I had a constant consultation with a new therapist and she was so funny I was like you know I'm in a weird mood today because I feel hope for the first time in four years and she was like everyone's been saying that (laughs) everyone's yeah <laughs> so it's, it's helping a lot of people's uh psyches i think uh my family cat died not the same oh, as like no. i know or like what yeah it was like the cat that i it, like he died the day before biden won and he i had gotten him when i was in college and saved him from the basement of the I was like living in a frat house for one I remember summer. that story. Yeah, I was living in a frat house, and there this cat had a bunch of kittens, and I the the guys were gonna take him to like animal control, and I was like sure they would animal control would like kill the little kittens, so I saved them and brought them home to my family's house, and we kept three of them, but one was like mine. His name was Charlie, and I like he was the one that I like took care of when I lived in the the frat house, and um and then my sister pretty much like he he became hers and uh and he died oh how old was he he had to have a long life right yeah he was like four, 14 13 14 oh yeah but you know he died so it's so sad so yeah it was like a weird it's weird mix when you of it's emotions yeah weird mix of emotions also yeah yeah it was hard i feel like more my sister's definitely struggling more with it than i than i like i'm more distanced from like, I love him, and he's my little, like, cuddly little bunny, you know? And I have right. so many memories of, like, of like taking care of him in college. But, like, pretty early on, I brought him to my parents' right. house, and I would I would see him whenever I would come home. For, um, but, but, like, yeah, I feel I had, like, a little distance from it, having, like, my dog here in New York and my yeah. 
my pet, but but yeah, I was still sad. I was like, oh my god, Charlie, you're so sweet little fluffy bunny rabbit cat. Does your sister have other cats? She has one left, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So mix of emotions, but yeah. Hopefully things are are looking are looking good now. Looking good, yeah. With there's a country. There's definitely going to be some circus type behavior in the next month, but I think we'll all get through it. Hopefully we'll all come out stronger. Yes. On that note, we're going to answer your guys' listener questions coming up. We're going to jump into the mailbox, but first let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Elite MD CBD. If you struggle even periodically with poor sleep, you can try Elite MD CBD. I have a family member who has really has had a lot of trouble sleeping just in the last year. And CBD has been like a huge lifesaver. And Angela, I know that you have your partner, your partner, your fiance. Yes. All those things. Uh, is Has insomnia. He has horrible insomnia and he has tried pretty much every drug available He's done the melatonin. He's done it all. And the only thing that ever really does seem to make any kind of small difference for him is CBD. I mean, that's great. So tell us about what this product, Delio, is. So if you struggle even periodically with poor sleep, you got to try Elite MD CBD. Elite MD CBD stands out because it is doctor developed and recommended. I guess that's um, that's important because there's a lot of like CBD products out in the market. It's like where they're everywhere. You, I mean, it's like in coffee shops. I'm like, huh, do I know what's in this bottle? Yeah, the place where I get my hair cut had like little CBD things at the at the register. At See, I, so, I yeah, got they're truly everywhere. Someone so you got to be careful. Yeah, someone just gifted me like see like a CBD bath bomb for the bath, and I'm like, oh. I'm pregnant. Is that safe? I don't. I don't know. Anyways, don't know. you just like don't know what's in the yeah. Don't don't be getting your CBD from your hair salon. Yeah, but uh, these this is doctor developed and recommended, so that's great. For a short time only, you can try this amazing sleep remedy for twenty percent off plus shipping is a hundred percent free. Um, CBD, hey, it works. It works for the people in our lives. Maybe it'll work for you too. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. We're always curious. And yeah, that's EliteMDCBD.com slash sleep. E-L-I-T-E-M-D-C-B-D.com. Add that slash and the word sleep. Then use our offer code. This is Y20 for next to 20% off and free shipping. Don't forget our offer code. This is Y20. Just a two zero at the end. This is Y20 at EliteMDCBD.com forward slash sleep. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. When they say made to chill, it's because, you know, you're chilling out, you pop open a beer, which Nick has been doing a lot this quarantine. And then they are made to chill because they have what I think is extremely cool. It's the bottles change color and like turn a certain color, the mountains on them when they're at like the perfect coldness, which reminds me, I was looking at like holiday gifts for, for Rilo and I found like these cars that do the exact same thing. And I was like, wow, that, that excitement of like things changing color, it just never wears off. You could be a two-year-old or you could be in your thirties 
And it's still just exciting to see an object change color based on temperature. We like shiny things, you know? It's and and based on temperature, it's like magic. Science, science, magic. It's a fine Science is magic. It's a slippery slope, which is which. But tell people what's up with Coors Light. Okay, so like we said, the new design feature uh, features clear skies that invite you to sit back, unwind, and drink it all in. The iconic Coors Light Mountains still turn blue when your beer is as cold as the Rockies. Uh, they have the brand new look, but it's the same ice cold refreshment. So fun. Coors Light is the one we choose when we want to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made too chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. That's, that's I think, a, a, a nice plus. You don't even have to go to the store. Just go to get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Don't be, don't be, you know, stupid about it. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Angela, what's in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener, Heidi. Heidi writes, I'm a chef and I have a really great sous chef. She has awesome ideas, works really hard, and just does all around incredible job. My problem is she has no confidence. She questions everything, requires constant support, and overthinks everything. It feels hard for me to take time off because I know she will do well, but it stresses her out so much to be in charge in my absence. Any ideas on how to help her realize how great at her job she is? I already praise her constantly, try to give her a safe environment to learn and give her new challenges to help her, but she just is still so anxious about everything. Um, this is a great question. I don't think we've ever gotten a question like this, but I really love this one. And um, I really love that she's so concerned with like uplifting this yeah. girl that she works well, with. Well, it goes both ways. Like it would benefit her also if she had an employee yeah. that ha- was had a little bit more confidence that she just knew could like handle shit when she was gone. It would help her maybe feel less stress when she wanted to leave and maybe less guilt. So it's like it's both like a benefit to the sous chef and to and to and to Heidi that 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 like this gets nipped in the butt. Um, First of all, I I have to like commend you on being a really great boss for really understanding your sous chef and understanding your employee and like you know, knowing her positives and her negatives. It sounds like this is kind of a conversation that you should have. I I mean, I know you're like kind of constantly, um, you're constantly validating her and telling her what a great job she is. But I think this needs to be almost like a deeper, separate conversation. Maybe at one of like, I don't know if you have, um, like yearly check-ins, but, or monthly check-ins or what you have, but maybe next time you guys have like have any kind of meeting about work, just, I would, I would bring this up and I really would just kind of say everything you just said to us. Like, Hey, I just want to, you know, talk about, um, some things with, with the job. You are a really great sous chef. I believe it. Everyone around you believes it. You do an incredible job. I think that you, I, it makes me feel confident when I'm not there, knowing that somebody that's so good at their job is is in charge, but uh, it feels like you don't believe what I see, and that makes it hard for me. It's hard for me to leave you when I see how much like anxiety it causes you, 
And I need you to believe that you're a great chef because it will make my job easier if you have that confidence. And I, I think it just needs to be like almost like a deeper conversation because clearly this like, she seems like an, you know, an insecure person or you say she's insecure who needs constant validation and who knows why that is. It could like, you know, you're not a psychologist. I'm not a psychologist. It would probably take like, you know, a lot of unpacking by a therapist of who knows what like childhood shit she went through of her parents always putting her down or some teacher or like a million things could happen in your childhood. I hate that it always gets blamed on the parents, but like anything could happen. It could be like a shitty teacher, a shitty former boss, like a million things could happen that make like a bad relationship with a guy can just make you feel like, you know, you're not worthy. A million things could happen in people's lives to make them constantly overthink everything and not have confidence in their own decisions and 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 act this way. And it does seem like she probably needs to do some some self-care work in that like mental department, but I don't know if it's appropriate to necessarily tell some tell an employee yeah. that. But what you could say is I think you just do need to have like a deeper conversation about this about this with her that's separate. Like the constant validation is not like really getting through and building up the confidence. It's like it sounds like she that's just something she probably needs anyway. Um and it you really kind of just need to sit like, you know, like is there anything I can do to support you to make you feel more confident at work? Like can you know, you're not a therapist, but I would maybe just ask her, like, can you tell me like why you feel so much anxiety when I'm not there or why you feel like you're not confident to, to handle the restaurant? And maybe her answer will surprise you and it might be something you guys can work through together. I agree. I, I totally, my idea also was that like having some kind of regular review for her, whether it's like monthly or every three months or something, and, like, when you do that, yeah, be honest with her that, like, she's doing a great job, but you also need to feel like you can trust her to leave her alone. And uh, I think, like, set goals for her. And then the next time you guys meet, you can go over, like, did you meet this goal? Did I feel comfortable, like, leaving you and you, like, did a good job? And, and like, there can be some kind of reward system, you know, or, like – Rewards. Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe – like in a, with a regular like office job, if you go in for your yearly review and you kind of set goals for yourself and then at the end of the year, you can prove that you've achieved those goals. That's usually the way people make a case for like getting a raise or like getting mm. some kind of promotion. So like figure out like what she wants to do and what her goals are. And Yeah. And maybe maybe she'll say like, I just don't feel comfortable running a restaurant. That's never my, that's not my intention. Like I feel more comfortable being underneath somebody when somebody else is in charge like who knows what her answer is but yeah I think you do need to have that conversation where you simply just ask her like it seems like that you get a lot of anxiety when I put you in charge of everything but as a sous chef sometimes you kind of need to take on you're gonna need to step up step up when when the head chef's not there so I just want to talk through like why you feel like you're not confident when I leave and why it gives you so much anxiety and you know why do you feel this way and how can I support you? And yeah, and just just see what see what the answer is. Um, who knows? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Uh, what else we got in the mailbox? Um, okay, next one is from an anonymous listener and they write, this has been a long road for me, but recently I am struggling more than usual with body image. I have never had complications from it. 
for example, diabetes or high blood pressure, but I have been an uh, I've been an above average weight all my life. I have been on diets, wellness plans, and modified my lifestyle more times than I can count. I have lost weight and gained it back again and again. I had much more body confidence when I was 10 pounds thinner, even though I was hungry all the time. I'm trying again to lose weight. I'm so confused. How do I choose between self-confidence and mental calm? Oh, hmm. this is such a tough question because it's so unique to everybody. Um it's interesting. I feel like Angela, you and I have like similar roads with body image maybe in that like we both lost weight when we got really sick. And yes. so it like kind of fucked with my head that I would get a lot of compliments on how good I looked when I was really sick. And I know like mm-hmm. you experienced that too, right? Yeah. But then and at the definitely- same time, like I was, I like was secretly kind of excited that I like could fit in these dresses, even though I was like dying, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it like, it really does like mess with your head and mess with like my body image and like when yeah, I Yeah, because you get positive reinforcement for a bad thing, which Yeah. yeah and like when I head. am really healthy, like maybe I eat like bigger portions, but I eat I eat really healthy. I work out like five, six days a week. And yeah, I probably am always like ten pounds heavier than I would like love to be, where I like look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my god, I can like wear anything and look good. Um, so I don't know. I've always struggled with it too. Like I've never I can't even think that I've ever felt like, oh my God, I'm at the perfect weight. I feel really confident and happy with myself. And then I'll look back at pictures and I'll be like, oh my God, I looked so good then. And it's so unfortunate that at that time when I like in the picture, I didn't feel confident and I felt like I, I don't know, maybe like I looked too buff because I was working out with some trainer or I felt like, oh, but my thighs are still too fat or whatever. I just, I never, I don't remember feeling like totally confident and completely amazing at any one time. And then I'll look at pictures and think like, oh my God, I looked so good then, you know? I mean, it's easy for me to say that now because I'm like bloated and pregnant and like don't fit into anything. And I'll look at pictures and then I'll be like, wow, I looked really amazing. I was really healthy. I I looked great. And such, it's so, such, you know, such a shame that like when I was in the, you know, whatever age I was, I didn't feel good about myself and like what a waste of like looking right. good and not and not feeling good mentally. So I can really relate to this. And um I know you say you had more body confidence when you were 10 pounds thinner and you were hungry all the time. And but maybe that's not where your body wants to be, you know? And sometimes like your where your your body is happier and is is like 10 pounds heavier than maybe you think you look better. And like that's just takes a lot of work to kind of accept that. And I think yeah. like I've had to work to accept that, that when I'm eating like what I think is a good amount of food and uh, I don't know, sometimes I, I, I do think I like eat more than like even Nick eats, but whatever. I eat really healthy. But that's okay. I, I have, mean- I have a big appetite, but I, I don't, but not, but not even not really. Anyway, I don't know when I'm eating what I think is an appropriate amount of food and I'm working out. Like maybe I'm just a little heavier than I would ideally like to be and like that needs to be okay. Right. And I would say – so it definitely – it worries me when she says she was hungry all the time because I feel like that means you're kind of starving yourself and there's a difference between eating healthy and not eating and you shouldn't shouldn't be hungry all the time. So – and like you said, like everybody's – what works for everybody is different. Different diets are different. So I would actually – I read this and – I was thinking like maybe she should see a nutritionist, which 
I had seen a nutritionist at one point. It was covered by my insurance and it was pretty helpful. I only had to go like three times. You know, you don't have to go on a regular basis, but to have somebody who can consult you on like the best diet for you and make sure that you're eating healthy and like nourishing yourself and not starving yourself, I think it helps. It's almost like having a therapist, but for your food intake. Yeah. I can recommend, I mean, one of my best friends is a nutritionist and I, I, um, I like text her all the time for, for advice, but her name's Whitney English and her website's Whitney ERD because her last name's English. So it's the E for that. And then RD means registered dietitian, a nutritionist and, and make sure, yeah, just be careful. You don't end up, there's a lot of people that are like nutrition, they, I don't even know what they call it, like nutrition expert, nutrition this. But it's right. like it's like a very – like make sure they have the certifications and like they should be a registered dietitian nutritionist because apparently yes. nu- nutritionist, it's like – it's Whitney explained it to me and it's totally batshit, but that's like regulated I think like per state. So like in some states you can call yourself a nutritionist without – with certain certification. In oh, other God. states you can't. It's crazy. But you have to It's be like a, a life coach thing. Right. It's like a bullshit life coach thing. But like a registered dietitian from what I understand, I'm not in this world, like has – like went to school and right. like did the internships and like actually – looks at studies and knows what they're talking about and yeah, is not I mean, just you should, talking some woo-woo. But anyways, yeah, Whitney you can go on ERD. their website. Go on, on their website and you can see their credentials to know if they're legit and if they've gone to school and all right. that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I would I would look into that. Maybe that might be a good investment. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you are down to spend the money on all these diets that you've done and wellness plans, which can rack up some money, maybe Maybe instead, either, yeah, seeing if your insurance covers it or, you know, spending a little money investing in a couple consultations with a nutritionist. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered, please email us at contact at thisiswhythepodcast.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Email us about anything and everything. We are down to answer it. Dating, work roommates, parents, anything. Next, we're going to talk about what's in the news, but first let's thank our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Native. With the holiday season right around the corner, we're all getting into the spirit by indulging in the sights, the sounds, and scents of the season. One thing uh, that I made sure to do was update my Native collection with their candy cane holiday scent. Now, Angela, I was giving you like kind of a lot of flack in like an earlier podcast episode commercial where I was like, Angela, you're like so seasonal and like, you know, you're so into Christmas that you like your like pits smelling like candy canes. But I, once my previous native deodorant like finished up and I was like, okay, now I've got the candy cane. That's like next one in my, in my little bathroom cabinet. I'm obsessed. I am full on blown obsessed with my candy cane deodorant. I feel happier when I put it on. It really is like a fresh scent. It's a fresh feeling. It makes sense. But I don't necessarily even want my armpits smelling like mouthwash, you know, like I don't necessarily want like a minty (laughs) pit. Do they? Would Would you say that they do? 
Uh, no, that, but when you say like minty pits, I'm like, I think like mouthwash armpits. And this is not that. This is candy cane armpits, which is like a whole different game, whole different, <laughs> whole different ball game. And it's really good. Like I feel seasonal. I just feel happy. It's like a really refreshing smell. I don't know. When I say candy cane, I thought like, oh, that might be like a little overwhelming. I don't want my armpits smelling. Like I wouldn't want them smelling like birthday cake or something, but sure. But, um, I'm, I don't know how, I can't explain it. I just really am very into this candy cane deodorant and I want to apologize for kind of like, I don't know, like just like giving, like joking a little bit about how you're so holiday seasonal that you like candy cane armpits when I'm, I think I am like now the obsessed one. Look at us, just a couple of Christmas elves. You're, you're a Jewish Christmas elf. Yes, yes, yes. With the peppermint armpit. So Native is the perfect addition to your daily routine this holiday season. Native deodorants don't just block odor better. They're made better. Native has ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. And Native never uses ingredients that shouldn't be in deodorant like aluminum, parabens, sulfates, or talc. And this is extremely important to Angela because before they were ever a sponsor on our podcast, we both talked a long time about how we don't want our we don't want our deodorant giving us cancer. We don't we we both were on a big journey trying to find good deodorant because for a while there just wasn't good natural, non-toxic options on the market. And I'm just so grateful that we that we have like native because like my armpits don't smell and I know that I'm not like killing myself with my deodorant. It's the best of all deodorant worlds. This is true. Uh, their candy cane gift set also makes for a great gift option. So check it out. It's risk-free. Every product comes with free shipping. So that's great. Free 30-day returns and exchanges. Shop Native's holiday collection today by going to nativedeo. So like native and then the beginning of the word deodorant, native, D-O, D-E-O, dot com slash this is why, or use promo code this is why at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's native, D-E-O, dot com slash this is why, or use promo code this is why at checkout for 20% off your first order. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. Sheets and Giggles are 100% eucalyptus sheets. They are softer, more breathable, and more sustainable than both cotton and bamboo. So Sheets and Giggles, total transparency, they sent Angela and I like a whole bundle, like the sheets, the comforter, the pillowcases, like the whole deal. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put them on my guest room bedroom. Angela, I'm very jealous now because I feel like my guest room bedroom is better than my bedroom because the sheets are crazy comfortable. They're comfortable. And I think it's because it's not just that they're soft. They like adjust to your temperature. They're amazing. Like I'm never too hot and I'm never too cold, which is a problem that I often have with other sheets. So yeah, they are like magic sheets. They really are. They And they've got like a nice sheen to them without being like shiny shine, if that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Maybe you have to see it to know what that means, but I agree with you. Um, So I think that the sheen probably comes from the eucalyptus fabric. So compared with cotton, the production of their eucalyptus fabric uses up to 96% less water and 30% less energy. Sheets and Giggles uses zero pesticides or insecticides. Um, Unlike most bedding brands, their packaging is 100% plastic-free. 
all of these are very good things. Um, for every order, they plant a baby tree in the U.S. to help fight deforestation. They're, they have an eternal return policy. You can try it for 100 days, try it for 100 million days. You can still return it if you want to. Um, so they are just the best. They have a new product. They have a comforter. If you like the sheets, you'll like the comforter. It's also made from eucalyptus and recycled polyester from recycled water bottles. All good things that we're just very excited about. Go to Sheets Giggles. So like, you know, a play on shits and giggles, but it's Sheets, S-H-E-E-T-S, SheetsGiggles.com. And use promo code This Is Why for 10% off the best night of your life. I should say that more sexy. Do it with me. 10% off for the best, best night, night of your life. life. <laughs> All right, Angela, what have you been reading this week? We're switching up the order of. Yeah. The, I think this is the first episode where we switched the order. I flipped yes. it to how we used to have it, where we talk about the news and then we go back to talking about the, right. the topic of the week. It just it's, like it's makes like a little intermission. Yeah, it just makes way more sense to talk about the topic last yeah. than anyways. So if you noticed that change, claps for you. If you didn't, you. it's not a big deal. Nothing much not changed. Deal. But right. either way, let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah, or don't because I'm going to keep it this way. But <laughs> what have you been reading in the news? Um, so I have been reading about Gritty. Do you know who Gritty is, Laura? And I have no idea. Okay, great. I'm so excited to share with you and to educate. So obviously last month was the election um, and uh, a very important part of the election was the city of Philadelphia, um, which basically turned helped to turn Philadelphia blue. And uh, so Gritty is like the mascot of the hockey team there, the Flyers. Okay. And he's insane. He has like googly eyes. He looks like a big orange monster. And he's kind of before all this, he was famous for like being very rowdy and like very Philadelphia. Like he got – he's gotten into like pushing fights with fans. He like throws food at people. It's just insane. So uh, at all the rallies celebrating the election, there were people dressed as Gritty just like running around and playing the drums and stuff. And what's happened, and I get such a kick out of this, is that all the international coverage of the elections have been featuring Gritty very prominently. <laughs> and um, and they don't really know why. They don't understand who he is. So, like, for example, there's a French daily newspaper called Le Monde, and their writers kept writing – or their readers kept writing in, and they were like, c'est quoi Gritty? Because they don't <laughs> know who he is, and they're very confused. Um, c'est quoi then, Gritty? In a very French response, the newspaper said, and I cannot speak French or pronounce these words, but they said he is la co coqueluche de mouvement antifasciste, which is the darling of the anti-fascist movement. Now, uh, if you Google Gritty right now and just look at what he looks like, you will understand why that is so funny because he's a Muppet. He is a Muppet, so I just he is Googled, the darling of the anti-fascist movement. I just Googled Gritty, but maybe this, like, some of it had something to... So there's this New Yorker article from 2018 that says how the left won the war for Gritty, the new mascot of the Philadelphia Flyers. So I wonder if it goes back farther than just him like running. Yeah, it says Gritty's been seized by the left as a symbol of progressive politics and resistance to Trump. So it, he is the darling of anti. So he's been memed a lot. He's been involved in a lot of memes. This goes both. back like before just running around on election on the. But it, I mean, 
for me, like I've he's very online. He's a very online presence. So I like, did I, not know. I've like seen him used for things, but he I think he truly hit his peak. He hit the mainstream. Got it, got it. After got the it. 2020 election. Um Thank you for enlightening me. So yeah, uh my favorite, like there's not a lot to do nowadays during the pandemic. So Ian and I spent last Friday night at like midnight just Googling a compilation of um Gritty's wildest moments. Recommend it highly. He's very fun. But yeah, there's lots of memes of him. Like there's one of him dresses the old lady from Game of Thrones and it says, Tell Donald I want him to know it was me. Just just, you know, fun internet stuff. Fun. I love when you explain fun internet stuff to us though. This has been the internet with Angela Spera. Thank love you. it. Uh what have you been reading about? So I've been reading CNBC. Amelia Lucas wrote about how McDonald's is finally I mean, I guess this is a good thing. They're I mean, I just hate McDonald's in general and think they're I know. a shitty company and I don't support them at all. But they're they're testing out McPlant, which includes its own meat free burger next year. Beyond meat shares fall. So McDonald's will test a meat-free burger in several markets next year as it adds plant-based menu offerings, which it has coined McPlant. Barf. Okay. International <laughs> President Ian Borden says the company will test a McPlant burger in several markets. Ugh, I hate that they're, like, even testing it. Just, like, get on board with the fact that, like, it's bad to eat meat. I, I'm sorry. I mean, if, if anybody knows, already doing I, it. I'm like, I, I don't eat meat. I don't eat chicken. I don't eat meat. I don't like animal products. I do eat some fish, so call me a hypocrite. But um, I try to do eat only sustainable fish. Beyond Meat made the meat-free patties for McDonald's Canadian test. Um, but I guess they maybe chose this other company. Is that why Beyond Meat shared? No, I, so I think I think McDonald's is working with Beyond Meat and Burger King is working with Impossible. I know people but have why strong did feelings. Beyond Meat shares fall. I don't understand that. That's interesting. Okay, I'm just going to keep reading what this says. So they began testing a meatless burger dubbed the PLT in several dozen Ontario restaurants in September last year. By April, the chain had ended the pilot and has since said that they had no plans to bring back its PLT burger at this time. So apparently... It didn't go well, right? Right. I guess, but internationally, it has been doing well because I guess people who aren't – well, I was about to make fun of Americans, but I guess the Canadians weren't into it either. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, Burger King is has a plant-based Whopper made by Impossible Foods. The thing is, I'm not really into like Beyond Me or – because they're not – necessarily like even like healthy burgers right it's not good for you it's not good for you either so if when i'm eating like a veggie burger i i don't i don't do the impossible burgers or whatever i i want it to be like a black bean burger or right. like or like a mushroom like a quinoa quinoa based burger like a mushroom burger yeah i want it to be I want to feel like I'm eating something healthy, even though I know I'm eating like a burger, you know? I know. So, That's th- it's like for me, I, uh, I know for a lot of people, like fast food is, you know, if it's affordable and, and it's quick if you're like working long hours. So like I get why it's necessary. So part of me is like, oh, it's exciting that there's going to be healthier options. But yeah, and then you go, wait, this is actually not 
any healthier than a regular burger. It's not really there. Are there vegetables in Beyond Meat? I mean, they call it plant based. What even, is it made of? I don't even know what's in it. But um, okay, I'm like trying to read up on why they're share. Okay, so shares of Beyond Meat they rose and then they fell. Whatever. That's kind of be. That's not even important to the story. But but yeah, I don't. I'm gonna Google what is in Beyond Meat burgers. Let's find out. Okay, so it's water, great. <laughs> pea protein, which actually is good. Like I feed Rilo, like pea protein. Um, canola oil, not good. Refined coconut oil, I don't think that's good. We need Whitney on the podcast to like talk about. <laughs> but then, then there's a bunch of stuff I can't pronounce, like methyl cellulose. Yeah, see, that's the stuff that's. I think. I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. But actually, I mean, there's beet juice extract. That's fine. I don't know. I just know that my pe- friends that are in the nutrition world have said like, yeah, I mean, they're not like good. They're not like healthy necessarily. They're, That's um, what I've heard. They're, de- they're definitely like better than eating an actual burger though. Well, they're more sustainable. They're, they're better more, for like the world. But they're also healthier for you because meat will literally kill you if you eat it enough. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I from what I've heard, they are no better for you than a regular burger. But what bloggers I, I are you reading? What, other, what bloggers? No, just and like friends? I, the discourse. The <laughs> I remember when Bear Burger got the Impossible Burger, whichever one it was, and everybody was trying it, and then I don't know. The, it was the conversations that were being had. I don't remember. I can't. I can't cite my sources, but I remember everybody being like, "Yeah, it's not." That's good. Interesting. Well, regardless, I'm happy that like major food chains that I don't support and that I hate and that I think are the devil are are still moving in a plant-based direction because that's good for the animals and good for the environment. So that's that's good, even though I will still never go to McDonald's again. All right. On that note, it's time for us to talk about the topic of the week. This week's topic is healthy mind and body. Uh, McDonald's story, very relevant. So between seasonal depression, New Year's resolutions coming up, uh, this time of year is always one when a lot of people start focusing on or struggling with their wellness. And this year, I think that's more true than ever for obvious reasons. So we're going to chat about it. Um, I think a good conversation starter was actually another question that we were sent from a listener that I got on Instagram. So let me read you what she wrote. She said, I've been seeing my therapist on and off for three years. I notice a lot of little and big things I've changed in my daily life as I continue to do the work. What would you say you and Laura's biggest one daily shift slash routines and changes are and two, the more life-changing impacts of therapy have been for you? And what are things you both are working on right now? Like, for example, I'm working on letting go slash sphere of control and unlearning a lot of people-pleasing tendencies. So good for our listener working on all those things. Those are big things. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll answer it first. Um, okay. okay. In daily shifts, routines, changes. What, do, what does she mean by that? Like after, because uh, she, she was saying how like we've both talked a lot about going to therapy. So like um, daily shifts 
and routines that have changed as a result of going to therapy? Um, as a result of going to therapy, um, what has changed? I mean, I just had talked to my therapist this morning and I was talking to her about this nanny drama that I'm going to talk about next week on the podcast that's caused me so much anxiety. And then we finally, I've been talking about like nanny drama and like how much anxiety it's been to find like a good caretaker to support our family because we have no family around and I need childcare help. And it's caused Mm -hmm. me a lot of so much stress. And we like didn't get to the root of it until today, which was that I had some psychos in that my mom had hired or I don't want to blame my mom, but like that, that took care of us when I was young. And I don't know why I didn't put two and two together when my nanny's like, no wonder this causes you extra anxiety. Like, of course, who's going to watch like the most important person in your life is going to cause you anxiety. Like, because you know, you don't want someone that's going to like neglect your child or yell at them. Uh, like, of course it's a big decision that should cause you a lot of anxiety, but now I know why it's causing you like this much anxiety. I had somebody that, um, pretended that we were her children and that my parents' house was her house. And like, at one point someone came knocking on the door, I think saying that like, April owed them money. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? This is my house. And she's like, no, that's April's child. And my mom's like, this is my child. So we had like a serial liar, psychopath. We had somebody that robbed us, took our car, like took a bunch of our things. So I had- Those were two separate people? Those were two separate people. I don't know what vetting system my parents used, (laughs) but it was not good. And um, yeah- I could so, see how that could maybe cause some anxiety. I had adulthood. N- I had like nightmares as a child. I know, and I was like, I'm like, I don't. I know this seems very obvious of why it's causing me so much anxiety of bringing like a caretaker into my life now, but I don't know why I didn't put two and two together and like bring this up to my therapist. But like sometimes it, you have to like talk about things like weeks and weeks and weeks until you can like basically unpack the the the. like the trauma from your youth I know they always say like what happened when you were a child and like it's all childhood trauma but truly it is and I'm just like unlearning I'm and it just helps to kind of talk things out and like learn why I feel the way I feel why I think the way I think and I think the biggest daily shifts I don't know if it's like my routines have changed necessarily but I've been able to like talk more about my needs I have less anxiety when I need to send certain like awkward emails or awkward text messages that would truly send me into panic attacks and like full bone like anxiety attacks where I wouldn't know how to handle like an uncomfortable situation. And I've just gotten so much better at just being straightforward and talking about my needs. And it's still, things still cause me a lot of anxiety. It doesn't mean that I never, you know, (laughs) have like almost a panic attack before I send a certain email I need to send or have a certain phone call, but I've just gotten so much better at it and just honestly realizing like why you think the way you think is a lot because it's given me a lot of peace and it's helped me to yeah to just like unpack certain trauma from when I was young and I'm like wow I have been through certain things like yeah I used to have like nightmares of that this like nanny that robbed us was gonna come back and like kill me in my room so I started sleeping in my sister's room so and I was like yeah of course that's gonna cause me trauma like you know 25 years later when I'm when I'm now trying to hire someone like of course it is but I hadn't like thought about it in like a couple decades and and now I know why why I'm having like why it's really hard for me and that's like 
I don't know if that, I don't think that answered the the question, but, but she says like the changing impacts of therapy. Um, and what am I working on right now? I mean, t- oh, today I said something that my therapist was like, good job. Oh, I was talking about, I was like, I was like, yeah, a lot of friends are, but will recommend their nannies that they don't need anymore, but I have different needs than they have. And she was like, like clap, <laughs> clap, clap. She's like, you just acknowledged your needs. And I didn't know that that was such a thing. Cause I think sometimes I'm pretty selfish <laughs> and, and like, like surely I talk about, I like put my needs first and like I could be like a brat, but she's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't talk. You feel like guilty about your needs or I just don't like acknowledge what my needs are and what I need. I'm, I get like really worried about making other people happy. And, um, I think that that's so interesting when a, when a therapist points out something about yourself that you've never noticed or like, or how you've grown. Yeah. Because especially like, I don't know, I feel like that's a sign that you're seeing a good person who's not just like kind of giving you like a generic, like like they, when they give you kind of like a personalized assessment of yourself. So oh, I had like uh, – She's amazing. She like reminds me of shit that I said like five years ago and I'm like, I didn't even remember that. She's like, yeah. That last, is a good la- therapist. She's like, last time you were pregnant, you were like freaking out about Nick, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I did? I thought we were like I, – I, and I just hadn't remembered that I was like right having whatever, some like relationship anxiety I wanted to talk to her about. And um, yeah, she like remembers stuff that I forget. It's helpful. I, uh, I actually just started seeing a new therapist this week and I'm so excited about it. I have a very big girl crush on her. She's wonderful. Um, and I, you know, I've struggled for a while to find, a, I had like a good person years ago. And then since then trying to find a new person has been a struggle because I've had some real duds, but, uh, yeah, I had a great session today and she pointed out that, uh, she was like, you deflect with humor. And she was like, which I do too, but I'm just letting you know, you deflect with humor. And I was like, bitch, you see me and I like it. <laughs> and uh, and then we like talked about like why I think that is. And I was like, I don't know. I never thought about it. And maybe like it's because I'm, I feel like my problems are first world problems and I feel like embarrassed being like too dramatic about them. And she was like, you, you're having, she was actually, this is like an f- interesting thing. She said, she was like, we talk a lot about toxic positivity, but you're feeling, I think in 10 years, we're going to talk about toxic privilege where, uh, you know, it's good to acknowledge your privilege and check your privilege, but in certain spaces you need to let yourself, like, feel your feelings. It's, like, not productive to, like, invalidate your feelings. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, so, I feel that way. I feel like, I, I feel like, yeah, stupid for stressing out about a nanny. Like, like anything, you know, that that I think is, like, a first world problem right. uh, that causes me, like, intense anxiety and, and like, tr- to the point where I can't sleep. It's like, that's, I need to work through that in therapy, even if I think that it's like a silly, you know, or yeah, silly thing. Um, all right. So we want to give some tips and I guess. Yeah. So that we handled, we covered like the mental part of it. I think the only other thing that I would throw out there is, um, a lot of people have a bit of a chip on their shoulder when it comes to therapy. And I would say, if you've had a bad experience with a therapist, think of it like dating. Like if you go on a bad date, you're not going to stop dating. So just keep going till you yeah. see – you find a person that you click with. So then in terms of body stuff, we talked a little bit about it in the listener questions section. Um, for me, seeing a nutritionist helped with like my health stuff. Um, I would say 
I have been trying to work out every day. And for me, I don't care if my workouts are perfect. Um, They don't have to like look exactly like the person in like the YouTube video. (laughs) I just feel better like getting it in and like, like I just do it till I want to stop. And like, I try to not make it like too much of a pressure thing, but just like remind myself that it's like, I'm doing this to feel good. And like, that's been working for me in quarantine. I feel like you have good health and like workout tips. What are, what are your, like the tenets of your body wellness? Um, so depression runs in my family. So I'm very paranoid about, about getting depressed and like I do a lot of things to kind of prevent it naturally um I don't know I read this book the depression cure and I whether you're like whether you're depressed or not I really think this book would would help you people like swear by all different books like my friend Christina loves this oh I wish I could remember what the book is that she swears by um I'll see if I can find it let me look let me look while I'm telling you about it. But anyways, it's, so it's basically like, you know, it's about like eating certain, certain foods. Like I take like a a shit ton of vitamin D because that's one of the things in, in the book and like fish oil pills. And they, they, they can like explain it all in the book about like why we, why you need that stuff and how it helps with depression. But yeah, it's all about like, uh, I wish I could remember because I read this book so long ago, but yeah, you want to like, sleep, feel connected, like have a community. You need to get outside and be around light. Like at one point I even bought myself one of those, um, like you, you know, sun, there's like a light, a light you can buy for like indoors. You need to exercise. Um, and then, and then they say like, don't ruminate. And like ruminate is when you just like think about your thoughts, think about your thoughts and like you can't get them out of your head. So actually like distraction is good sometimes. Like there's it's there's a time and a place for everything and like it's fine to to ruminate, you know, and like to solve problems and have like a space for that. But then you don't want to just dwelling on them all day is unproductive and causes you to fall into a depression. So it's actually actually good to do things that like completely take your mind like even what honestly like watching a tv show you can't really think of anything else like playing a certain playing a certain board game or like a sudoku or whatever it is that where you zone out and are not thinking about your problems is really is really good what were you gonna say well i was gonna say that reminds me so the initial question of like what is something that therapy has like changed about your daily life and that's one of the bigger ones uh which is that like like if you're worried, if I'm like trying to relax and like spend the night with Ian or something, but I'm stressed out thinking like, oh, I have to work on a podcast rundown for the podcast tomorrow. Um, I basically it's either so go work on the podcast if you're going to think about it or stop thinking about it because you're ruining your present moment and you're not getting the other thing done. Mm-hmm. So like think of it in those terms and like giving your brain the permission to just like shush. Yeah. Has been a big shift for me. I love that. So yeah, not ruminating. Um, the book I think my friend swears by is called Mind Hacking. It's how to change your mind for good in 21 days. So I have Ooh. I have multiple friends that swear by that book. But the 21 last, days is quick. Yeah. The last thing I'm gonna say on this topic is when after I had Rilo, I had really bad postpartum anxiety where I felt just like adrenaline was rushing through my body. And I had a really tough time for like the first couple months. And my mom, before she had to leave to go back 
to California set said, I'm going to make you a list and I'm going to give it to Nick too. And she had me sit down. She said, what things make you happy? And I just started naming things. I said, petting my dog makes me happy. Acupuncture makes me happy. Yoga makes me happy. Um, going on a walk outside with Nick makes me happy. Like holding hands with Nick makes me happy. When the house is clean, it makes me happy. Like organizing, like getting rid of things makes me happy. Like when I have like a cluttered home, I feel unhappy. Um, uh, and I just started naming things like a, like a list. And she said, when you're feeling, starting to feel sad or anxiety, like go back to this list. And I still have it like hanging in my little cubby. And I like look at it sometimes and I just like remind myself like, okay, I got to get outside. I need to like go do some yoga. Okay, I'm going to make an acupuncture appointment. Okay, I need to like go on a, like maybe Nick and I can go on a walk, whatever. I, I just like look, I'm going to go pet the dog. I, I look at this list and it I find it really helpful. So the last thing I'm going to say is that you should just sit down and make a list of things that make you happy. I like that. Yeah, that's great. Um. All right. Well, I guess, I don't know. Do you have anything else or is that, that it I mean, this week? I would say, of course, not to have like the inverse negative version of that bit of advice. I also, what has helped me is making a list of things that don't make you happy. And like, because sometimes you have <laughs> You're like a, such I know, a jerk. I know, but like, so we are yet again, the yin and the yang, but like, because sometimes I'll find that I feel shitty. I feel anxious or I feel frustrated, but I just have the feeling. I don't actually have the understanding the of, of what's why. making me feel that way. So, like, if you sit down and you, like, write, like, what is it that made me start feeling this way? And then don't do those things. Like, or may- like, just like, like maybe delete Instagram from your phone or delete sure. Twitter from your phone or whatever it is. Because you might see, yeah, like, you might see something on Instagram that bothers you and then be in a shitty mood but not really think about, Why? like, that was the thing that's, yeah, that sure. set you off. So I feel like turning feelings into actual thoughts is helpful. So yeah, you could go with the light or the dark version of the list. I would maybe like even start with the dark and like throw like, and then take those things out of your life almost. And then throw that list away. Cause you don't need, you don't want to like look at that list and then brew unhappily again, but like just maybe sit down and ask yourself that that question is good. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. Asking yourself that question of what makes me unhappy is good. Just so you can then maybe try to take them out of your life really quickly, but then, right. and then hang- treat it with the light list. Yeah. And then, but hang, but the list you need to hang is the list of yes. what makes you happy. All yes. right. That is it for this week's, this is why podcast. Check out our book. This is why you're single. My new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and other feminist fairy tales. We encourage you to get them from your local indie bookstore. They might not have them in stock, but they will order it for you. Yep. And you get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the coats, check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.